Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Niche to Profit Show here on the Vegas Video Network. Yay! For those of you who are my appsters who got to sneak in here live, it is actually Monday morning as we are uh, streaming this. And yes, early Monday morning for us. And uh, we will be replaying the show on Thursday. So if it is Thursday and you're watching this, you're seeing it for the first time. No worries. It's it's not like a regular replay, but it's all good. You know what? I'm looking at myself here on the screen and I just got to take that off because that's no, that's no bueno. <laughs> uh, so today our topic is about liquidation, which is something that every retail store and business does at some time. It is just a fact of life of retail. And uh, with the whole e-commerce and online selling thing, it has become a terrific opportunity to source products to sell in your own businesses. So we're going to talk about that today with my guest, Larry Loik, in just a minute. I am your host, Danny Ackerman, and I have spent nearly two decades selling on eBay and Amazon and all that good stuff. And I've gone from being an online yard sale to becoming an e-commerce business And I teach others to do the same. And on Niche to Profit, you're going to see some live listing reviews, some hot sales of the week. And we're going to play another round of Pick It or Pass It, where I show you items in their natural (coughs) habitat. And you have to guess, did I pick it? Did I pass it? And what the heck is it? But don't worry, I give you clues and then you can win some cool stuff. We are live every Thursday at 3 p.m., except this week, (laughs) where we'll be replaying the show we're shooting live now. Uh, But normally we're here Thursdays, 3 p.m. at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. Yes, yes. Join us in the live chat for your chance to be part of the show. And without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, Larry Loik. Hey, Larry. Welcome. Thanks for uh, getting me up early here on a Monday morning in Vegas, of all places, right? Yeah. Where we, where we live, of course. Did you even get to sleep? Absolutely. Oh, good. Okay. Because <laughs> I know you uh, You told me you stay up late working with your uh, virtual assistants that yes. are overseas and such. Yes. So, uh, But I brought you in today to talk about liquidation. That is a piece of your business that you have figured out and utilized very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we probably should go back to the very basics and tell people first what the heck liquidation even is. Sure. So obviously with e-commerce, there's different levels. There's retail and that's obviously, I'm not going to insult everybody and and everybody knows that's where you buy from a store, whether it's online or offline, et cetera. Offline, the real world, of course, (laughs) we walk into the Walmarts of the world and so forth. And then there's the wholesale. The wholesale is basically where um, the wholesaler buys from the manufacturer, the supplier, what have you, and turns around and sells it to the retail. So kind of like a middleman too, right? And then what happens is, is a liquidation company. So what happens, you've been to the infamous Walmarts and Costco's of the world and so forth here in the USA, right? The day after Christmas, um, New Year's, whatever, the line is out the door. And it's not only out the door to get in to buy something, but it's in out the door for people to return things, correct? Oh, yeah. Right. And so people are a lot of times returning things, not because there's something wrong with it. It's like they just say, wow, thanks for this gift. That's fantastic, right? And they never even open it. And they turn around and sell it because it's the wrong size, the wrong color. Um, they just don't like it. Um, you know, or somebody bought something and like, 
you know, they bring it home to their spouses. Why did you waste that money? Right. Or some little, yeah, interest, interest, I, you know, the word I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> so nevertheless, um, so here they are and they return it. So what happens is that store, a lot of times people will think that they'll put that back on a shelf, right? Or that you see they take and they put in a big pile and they sort through it, et cetera. What happens is a lot of times they don't necessarily put that back on a shelf. What they do is they have their own centers or they have a third party that essentially says, okay, we'll take all your stuff. And that third party is a liquidator. And so what they do is they buy it for pennies on the dollar. And it's one step away from going to the trash can, believe it or not, too. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can pick up your bargains, essentially. So it's almost like a a real world flea market or swap meet or what have you. So there's different types of um, levels. So there's the returns that we just talked about too. And 80% of the time, there's nothing wrong with something or there's something right. very, very small that's wrong. The next thing is what they call shelf pulls. And shelf pulls essentially are where the next model is coming out, the new season's coming in, whether it's Halloween or whether it's Christmas or whatever too, they have to turn that and put that elsewhere, right? So they they don't want that. They just want to get rid of it for pennies on a dollar. They don't care, right? The next thing is salvage. Salvage is basically where there's something wrong, the TV was dropped, what have you, whatever the case may be. And so there's different types of things. And then there's also things that are brand, brand new that they never even put out there as well. It's been in their warehouse and they just got to make room and so forth. So the liquidator then has that. And so the key is, is knowing the liquidators and how to deal with them essentially as well. And we'll get into that in just a moment. Yeah. I, it's a fascinating world because most people think, oh, well, you know, they're, once it's done at the store, well, if nobody bought it there, why would I want to buy that, you know? on the secondary market and and truly retail stores they're all about turning stuff locally and they have all limited the amount of time and like you said the shelf pulls it's like you know it didn't sell in this two-week period boom it's out of there exactly exactly or there could still just be people going oh i heard about that thing where is it and that's where you know we come in and get to just make a killing <laughs> exactly so what happens is is the retailers know that they keep track and also a lot of people don't realize that retailers actually rent the shelf space as well. So if there's another company that's going to pay more or their lease is up essentially on that shelf space and somebody else comes in and somebody else is another, re- uh, excuse me, another um, product and so forth. And they lease that space. And so they have that and they have to get that out of there as well. So with liquidators, there's a lot of different ways that you can do things that uh, you can make a lot of money on it too. Yeah. We hear about that now with shows like Shark Tank because mm-hmm. they talk about, you know, getting the, getting the space on the shelf and exactly. what a cutthroat world that is. To- exactly. So when you're dealing with the liquidators, what you want to look at is this. Sometimes they'll have a pallet. A pallet is, you've seen those things in a warehouse where it's wood and whatever, and there's a whole bunch of boxes stacked up and it's shrink-wrapped or something or banded all together. Yeah, I have those delivered to my house at times. So you you understand. (laughs) So essentially what that is, is it's one thing. So it might be all these microphones, just one thing. I did it. (laughs) Yeah. So what happens is, is that, okay, you have all the same uh, thing. And then you also might have a miscellaneous where it's all these different returns and they put it and it's just jumbled all together too. Mm -hmm. So what will happen is, is what you want to look for is something called a manifest. And a manifest essentially is the items that are listed on there, the condition that they're in. Uh, the model number, so that way you can really check you know, what what the value is. But typically, they'll give you the MSRP, the, the manufacturer suggested retail price, so you can see what they're getting for. And what they'll do is they'll offer it to you at a set price, 
or they'll have an, perhaps an auction as well where mm-hmm. you can literally bid for 10 cents on a dollar, 15 cents, 20 cents. You know, you want to go up to a maximum maybe of 40 cents on a dollar, depending on what it is too. Obviously, if it's salvaged, then you're going to be on a lower end. If it's shell pulls, which means it's never been opened or anything like that, that's like new. Oh, there's also, right. by the way, refurbished, of course, as well too. Right. So they'll do that as well. And so you can bid on that also, which is kind of cool. That's and there's right. just in the last couple of years, really, there's been companies coming up that specifically cater to us online sellers yes. that are getting this liquidation stuff yes. and and showing us the SKUs and the asset numbers and, and all of that so we can go research. Absolutely. Stick around today and I'll give you some of those websites, too, that Sweet. you can check out also. Sweet. Absolutely. So let's see. So much information, such short time to cover it. Um, so tell us how it works now. So now the liquidation company has come in and gotten this stuff from the big retail stores. How do we get it? Very simple. So you just have it delivered to your garage. <laughs> that is one way, actually, that you can do it, essentially. So you have to figure out distribution channels. So it depends on your business model. So if your business model that you're doing your own fulfillment on eBay, great. You have it shipped to your place and you go ahead and list it and go through it as well. Um, you definitely want to go through the stuff before you. Okay. <laughs> um, so you essentially want to um, go through the stuff and make sure that um, everything is good. And you list it exactly in the condition is, is extremely, oh, yeah, extremely important as well. Right. Super important. Even like, so I, I know this is a little bit off that topic, but it is related because this is happening more and more is um Things are going out with, you know, even like the corner of the box is crumpled or something. And people need to be careful of that. And especially when you're getting liquidation stuff, they're they're not handling it with kid gloves and making sure. So um, and I, and you're probably going to touch on this is you don't even have to touch it. And I don't think you touch the actual stuff that Correct. you get. Yeah, you have other people doing it. So let's um, take a minute just to talk about. So there is the bringing it to your own garage like I yes. do. But if you really want to scale business, that is that is not ultimately the way to do things. You want to have a process. Can you share what your process is a bit for that? Sure. The question that you want to ask yourself is this. What's the highest and best use of my time? Really, if you're growing your business and scaling your business, I have that actually by my computer all the time. So you want to think, what am I doing right now? Right. If that little voice in your head is saying, what are you doing? Right. That means that you're not utilizing the highest and best use of your time. And I get that too. Being entrepreneurs is that, you know, oh, we can't afford an assistant, but we need an assistant to grow it and so forth. Depending on the company that you're dealing with, you want to start developing a relationship within that company. So if you have a really good contact in it, that they'll call you and say, hey, Danny, we just got a shipment in of blank. Before we put it out to everybody, would you like a crack at it? Mm-hmm. If you have that inside scoop and start developing those kind of relationships, that's great. And obviously developing some of those relationships is coming right here to Vegas, for example, right? And coming to some of the shows like the ASD shows and so forth, where some of the yeah. liquidators are actually at the events as well, too. Lots of them. Yeah, absolutely. And depending where you are in the world, um, they might even be in your town as well. So you you never know. And what you also can do is if you have a third-party fulfillment warehouse company, you essentially can have the liquidators ship it directly to the fulfillment company. They may have a service that they go through, probably not. You probably have to go through and check the things. Now, obviously, if it's shelf pulls and so forth, you might just pull one item out of there, too, and have a look at it or have that one item delivered to your place and have the rest go to the fulfillment center. But essentially, if it's um, salvaged or salvaged, you don't really 
care about anyways because it's salvaged. But if it's refurbished, maybe check one. Um, if it's if it's um, returns, that's the ones that's the most quirky, right? Because mm-hmm. some will be great and some won't be as well. So you can have an assistant go through that and just check it out. But it's well, well worth it because the value is absolutely incredible too. Now, worst case scenario too, the things that don't work, you can always put on the Craigslist of the world, right? And put it in, yeah, put in the condition. Somebody else, because there's there's people beyond the online selling that they do Absolutely. swap meets and Absolutely. flea market. And then they love that stuff that we can't sell online. Absolutely. Now you also, to market your business, you could put on there that you're a liquidator, you're a wholesaler as well too, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can keep that spread and put that out there. And you will have the swap meets of the world come to you and buy you and you'll start developing that relationship that you'll be their supplier essentially as well. So you can do it in the real world also. Absolutely. It always amazes me how many layers there are in the retail business and distribution channels, right? On online and offline too. Yeah. We got a question over here. Yeah. So uh, Sherry wants to know where she can find uh, these things. And like I said, we're going to, we're going to absolutely give you that information. I can tell you one that I've bought from personally mm-hmm. is um bid on fusion mm-hmm. have you purchased from them nope yeah bid on fusion.com and yeah. well the cool thing for us here in in vegas is they do big sales right down in phoenix which is like a little day trip for us here absolutely um but they are actually they i think they're just opening up a new warehouse in atlanta they just opened one i mean they're all over the country with these warehouses and and um they have just grown by leaps and bounds but That's i've had great. some real good luck with the stuff that i brought a list today too to give everybody to as a little sweet, bonus sweet sweet we'll make sure we have time to to get to that so um uh, let's see what else do i want to ask you about this because it is uh such an interesting topic um oh here's a good one how do you know if the products are going to make you a profit good question obviously on the front end what you can do is you can be a generalist, essentially, where you're saying, you know what, I just want deals, and I'll put the stuff out there and see what works, right? And you can also be a specialist. So, for example, we have some clients, some students of ours that only sell in the kitchen niche. We have others that sell in a toy niche and so forth. So they're always looking just in that niche specifically as well. I so like they, niche. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they kind of get it. They kind of get it. And so they also then start becoming known in that industry, right? Whether it's online or offline as the supplier for great deals on toys, great deals on kitchenware, et cetera, too. So they can have their wholesalers besides the retailers. So remember, as, as a liquidator, here's another little trick, too, that you can do. If you want, you can almost be a liquidator broker. So it's like liquidation arbitrage versus retail arbitrage. So you can get from those suppliers, you can put up the price, another only 10%, 15%, whatever, and you can turn around and sell it to a wholesaler or even another liquidator as well. It's kind of interesting that you really don't even have to touch an inventory as well and just wow. keep that spread. Like you said, there's so many different layers, there is. right? Yeah. yeah. It's really and, cool. And I think you touched on something, depending on how much time and work you have to put into it. Depends on, you know, what your margins are and what's exactly. worthwhile. But exactly. if you don't have to do much to it and you're just turning it over, you know, and making some money on it, that's a good thing, too. So to answer that question in um, conclusion, basically, you, there's a lot of tools out there that you can do also that says, hey, you know, this case for my phone and everybody's selling cases and so forth. But obviously you want to source and see what's out there. Is that exact model out there? So if it's one pallet of stuff that's all the same, you can instantly check that out, you know, whether it's on eBay, Amazon, or the different tools that are out there as well, and see the sales volume and the sell-through rates and everything else too. If it's a it's a mixed batch, 
then you can kind of see for yourself and get a feel for it too. I mean, if you're buying the things at 10, 15, 20% on, you know, on the dollar, it's, you're probably going to be able to sell that pretty quickly. Nevertheless, because it's such a deal too, that you can still put it out and make money on it as well. Yeah. And you, and you talked about retail arbitrage. Um, and for those that don't know, that's when you go to a retail store and you buy stuff to, to resell online. But what's interesting is a lot of the places that people are doing retail arbitrage, those are actually liquidators. Yes. The Tuesday morning and big lots yes. and Sam's Club and I, well, maybe not so much Sam's Club. They're more, I don't know. What would you call him? Sam's Club is, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're kind of getting direct from, yeah, they're getting from, direct yeah. for the most part. And they just basically cut an incredible deal. Yeah. But like the, factory. you know, the Tuesday mornings and the big lots and those are liquidation stores. The That's 99 why it's cent a, stores, the dollar stores. Yes. That's exactly what they do. Absolutely. Yeah. The cool part is that you don't have to have a physical presence. So you're being your own dollar store. Right. And by the way, there are liquidators that will sell you lots for a hundred dollars. $150. So mm -hmm. if you're brand new and you're looking to start, you can get into those with very, very small money as well, which is phenomenal. Yeah. I found that at ASD. It was the first time that I'd really gone up into the, the liquidate and they have a whole floor that is just liquidators. Yes. And I was very surprised at the minimum orders Yes. and what you can get into this with. I mean, but and ASD is the big um, trade show here. It happens twice a Nobody year. Nobody knows what it here. stands for. I know. It was, I don't uh, either. Yeah. It's the biggest um, wholesale liquidator retailer. Yeah. Manufacturer show in the world is 40,000 um, people out of 10, 2,600 um, vendors. It's unbelievable. I think you, it's going to be the end of February. This it's uh, next it's year. March and August of every year. Yeah, it's oh, February twenty yeah, eighth. Yeah. This this yeah to March second, um, and then again in August. But yeah, huge huge show. Um, so with that, with so many people coming to these liquidators and being able to get in at a low cost, how are you finding the competition on these items? You'd be very surprised <laughs> that um, there's plenty to go around. Absolutely plenty to go around. And what you can do as well, just because something has a set price at a liquidator, for example, that they list, and, and this is all online that we're doing too, right? Um, there are ones offline I'll talk about in just a moment. You can still contact them and say, you know what? I've seen that sitting there. It's not selling. You know, how about I give you an offer? And, to the, and they'll be open to it. And you'll be surprised that you'll be able to get what they're doing as well. Now, it depends where you live, right? So there's one of the ones I'll give you here as well that's uh, in Southern California, in the, in the Orange County, Los Angeles area, via trading, via trading.com, V-I-A trading.com, you can actually go in there and visit their warehouse, which is huge. They've been around forever, and they'll give you a tour, mm -hmm. and they also have weekly deals, or, and they have visits, and they have deals of the um, parties of the month and so forth, where you can go in and everything and visit and tour, and you start developing. One of our clients did that as well and toured and developed a great relationship, get incredible deals at the places too so you can actually visit it's pretty fun actually too to go check it out yeah. it's craziness madness too all these people run around and everything it's really cool yeah it, i i haven't done that because to me that would just be like going to disneyland it is, <laughs> I it could, is. and i could spend the same amount of money or more the, the, you know the bad part is you go in there and you start looking for stuff for yourself yeah, right? instead yeah. of thinking oh no wait a minute i'm here for business no. instead all right yeah exactly um, so I don't want to run out of time to do this. You have some cool stuff that people can get from you if they're watching the show. Let me give you a couple of websites like I promised first. Is that okay too? You got it. Give yes. all the folks too. So here's another one, liquidation.com. They're huge. They've been around forever as well, liquidation.com. Another one, 
bulk.com, but that's mm-hmm. B-U-L-Q. Be like boy, U-L-Q.com, bulk.com. They're great as well too. Now, are you aware of this? That Home Depot <laughs> here in the U.S., they have a Home Depot in Canada too, I believe. Um, they have their own liquidation center. So when people return things, what have you, they have their own. And it's kind of a funky one though. So, And I'll, I'll give you all these as well that you can put up as well. Home Depot. You ready for this one? HomeDepot.BStockSolutions.com. Wow. Sears. SearsOutlet.com. Great one as well. GBY. GBYLiquidations.com, um, departmentstoreliquidations.com. I know I'm rattling through them pretty quick, but we'll get them to you. Departmentstoreliquidations.com, uh, liquid, liquidationmerchandise.com. So these are some of the ones that are out there as well. And what you can do is this. If you specialize in a particular niche, Google liquidators and then that name. Yes. liquidation in that name as well. So liquidation kitchenware, whatever as well. And you'll find that. And maybe even in your town, put your town name in there as well too. So I wanted to give them yeah. before we uh, get to my stuff too. And and liquidation covers like all gamuts of stuff. I mean, Absolutely. clothing, hardware, don't, don't think tools. about junk or things that are bad. Don't, don't think about that. Housewares, You're, toys, baby. Oh, everything. The cool part is this before, and I know we got to wrap up here, is that instead of having to import from China or wherever, right, and go through that whole process, that stuff is already here in the U.S. and Canada, wherever, it's already there. <laughs> Yeah. And so you're getting such a deal on it, just like you're going to the manufacturer essentially as well, right? Yeah. Which is really, really cool without going through all those hassles. So you've got a lot more margin, a lot more profit margin as well for each of them as well too. If you guys want some goodies, we've got a bunch of stuff for you as well. You can uh, send us an email, uh, put in the subject line, Danny, right? You want to put in the subject line, yeah. Danny, and um, send it to support at dropshipquick.com, support at dropshipquick.com, and we'll send you out a bunch of goodies too that... Uh, you really like as well also. Awesome. And we'll put that information over on the Niche to Profit Facebook page as well so they can find it. Oh, that went fast, Larry. Great yes, information though, which is going to make people tons of money, which is awesome. Absolutely it will. Just and implement, do something with it. Exactly. Yeah. Just, I mean, start small. I mean, you can start small. And, yes. You can start with a hundred dollars. And grow yeah. and grow and grow this. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming on and we'll have you back on sometime again because you have a whole gamut of of topics you can talk about. Um, And with that, we'll be back. See you. Thank you. Millions of online sellers are looking for one identity to use in thousands of platforms. E-Rated manages your reputation by importing unlimited social media, marketplace, and behavioral data. It reveals your cross-platform performance, compares it with competitors, and calculates your e-worth. And it gives you the tools you need to improve sales and find room to grow. Discover your e-worth and your own reputation. Reputation.com. And don't forget to use Danny Deal for your 20% off of their professional services. Putting that onto your own uh, WordPress website and Shopify. All right. How about we do a little a why won't they buy? Okay, our first why won't they buy item comes from Beth Kelly. And Beth Kelly was my guest last week, you might have seen. So uh, even with a great niche and a great business, you're still going to have some of those trouble items that we got to problem solve. So we, we do a lot of that over in the Danny App Academy 
Uh, and Beth is a, an appster, as you heard last week. But she's got this Ralph Lauren uh, black floral velvet knee dress that's just not selling. And it's item number 201409736598 for those that are just listening along. And I, I got to tell you, Beth, first of all, your pictures just are so good. Black is one of the hardest colors to photograph correctly. And you've done a really good job with this. Really professional looking photos. So this is not a photo issue. Um, the only thing that I found, and I actually found the exact dress. Somebody sold this exact dress. And if you want to look at that, it is item number, uh, but, 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 where did I do with it? Here it is. Um, 4009-8327-2640. And I studied theirs that sold and yours. And guess what? Higher price. People do expect to pay for Ralph Lauren. It's a great brand. Um, so that's one of my pieces of information. Bump up that price, about 10 bucks. And then the other thing is switch out the word floral for the word paisley. Big difference there, right? But it essentially is the same pattern. And if I, you know, kind of pull that up, it is a paisley. It is a paisley floral kind of thing going there. But paisley just sounds ever so much more cool and trendy than floral, right? Um, So just kind of changing out that one word. And the only other thing I could find that might make a little difference is take a close-up of the material just so they can really see the close-up. But other than that, you know, this is uh, just waiting for that that buyer to come along because it's a really awesome dress. Yeah, Paisley's hot, as Sherry says over in the chat there. Paisley is one of those little, you know, trigger words. So that could do it. That being said, I just have to say this because it's like the big elephant in the room eBay search is a mess right now. It is a mess. They know it's a mess, by the way, because they're getting lots of phone calls. Um, And I've gotten some feedback on what they're telling people. There's been glitches. There's been all this stuff going on. So, and, and I say this because, Beth, you're doing all the right things with your store and with your listings. So uh, if stuff isn't selling as fast as it should, don't take it personally. Uh, because eBay is a mess right now. So that outside marketing, keep doing that. Keep pulling in your returning customers. Um, so that's how you get to be eBay proof when all this stuff is going on. But great job with the listing. Great job with the listing. All right. Our next one comes from Nancy. This is an Apple Whimsy Bear. And uh, it is item number 3913. One six nine eight two seven one seven, and I had to do a little research on these guys because I hadn't heard of these before. Now, in your title, you have Apple Whimsy Bear, one out of five, Man About Town, November two thousand, signed. All good information, uh, but what I did was a search to go and see how are people finding these bears and the ones that were selling for the highest had the fewest words in the title they didn't say bear interestingly enough what people are searching for and let me see let me go back over here since we're done with best here and let me pull up a search and just show you what is coming up so i just type in apple whimsy because i don't want to put too much information because i want to see exactly what's going to come up So on best match, you can see these very minimal 
titles coming up. They're just putting, it's the Apple Whimsy Halloween Witch, Apple Whimsy Christmas Girl. And if we go over to Sold, right over here, you're going to see the ones that sold for the highest, which is always the important stuff on stuff. Um, so this is an anomaly, this first one. So we kind of disregard that one because I guess that's some really, really rare bear. But you come down here and they get to be more um, just what they are. 405. God, that's crazy. I'm starting to think you need to raise your price. So here we go. Um, Apple Whimsy, Some Like It Hot, 300 bucks. Apple Whimsy, Night Before Christmas, 275. Um, and that's what I started to see. Apple Whimsy, Sherlock Holmes Bear. So let's go back to yours. Let's call it Apple Whimsy, Man About Town Bear. That's where I would put that title. Apple Whimsy, Man About Town Bear. Now you want to put all that other information down in your item specifics. Let's see if you have it there. Nope, you don't. So this, this is the area that I would put all of that, how, you know, the signed and all that. Now, the other thing that some of those sold, those high price sold listings have that yours does not is a lot more going on down in the description. So this is what I do when I'm listing something that I may not know a whole lot about the history. I go see what other sellers that sold in the higher price range had put in their description. I get, I do not plagiarize my friends, but I get the information. I do the research and I will actually go fact check that out on Google as well. If they say this is done by such and such and this company went out of business, I go fact check that and then put that in your listing because that gives your item more value. So this is not a commodity item. This is not something that people absolutely know, you know, what it is and, and why they're buying it, like toilet paper. <laughs> this is something they need a little bit more information. They need to kind of be romanced into buying this because they need to know why. Why do I want this? So in your item, in your description down here is where you can really talk to them. And you, because by the time... You get a buyer down here reading your description. You've got a different kind of buyer than the one that's buying off of title, price, and pictures. Now you've got somebody interested in the story. They're trying to make their decision on should they really invest in this item for their collection. So that's where you can kind of give them the frou-frou. You can tell them the story behind the apple whimsy. Uh, the, the, I don't know if they're all bears. They're not all bears. So we call them dolls. Um, and you can talk about how very limited, this is only one out of five and the value of these is only going up. And, and that's what you want to put down in your description to romance. These type items also make for a very, very good blog post or uh, a post over on Facebook on your page, because you can tell the story instead of just selling an item, you tell the story you get people interested and then they go, oh my gosh, she's got this one for sale. I want it. That's how it works on this collectible stuff. You have to appeal to their emotions because most people, they it's it's got to be an impulse item. Uh, most people right now are not adding high priced items to their collections. They're worrying about, you know, they're paying their bills. So you really have to give them a reason 
to probably do the $34 for six months (laughs) option on this. But that's my other piece of advice. What I saw on the ones that had sold for the highest prices, they were in auction format and they started at a high price. So uh, Nancy, I would say, why don't you go ahead, send this to online auction and start it at $199.99. Just start it there and see what happens. And hopefully it'll sell for that. Because that's usually what's happening. They're getting one bid, but you're getting the attention. They're feeling like it's an, an auction at limited time. They need to grab it. Um, and that is what I would try with this little apple whimsy bear. Okay. How about we do... I know I'm, I'm, I'm killing Scott and doing this early, but hey, I want to go do a story view. <laughs> so, so the funny thing on that, you guys, is we, I have everything like supposed to be all timed out and, you know, and so he's ready to push those buttons at the right time over there. But, you know, sometimes I just, I just run my own show here <laughs> and I mess everything up. Um, yeah. But I just want to say, Scott, you're amazing. Right. Applause. Come on. You can give yourself a plazer. Yeah. You know, if you could find the button. <laughs> okay. Connie, did we get you into the chat room this morning, Connie? I don't know. This is this is not the the normal time for some of you. So, well, it's not the normal time for all of you. But uh, see, I gave the Appsters the, the heads up because that's one of the perks of being in the Appster Academy is you you get little notifications like come be in the chat with me on a time when I'm not normally doing the show. I'm just saying. Uh, so, Connie, your store is Thrifty Gal Collectibles. And here's what Connie says about her store. Uh, She says she sells a wide variety of pottery and glass with lots of -of one-of-a-kind sprinkled in. I've been working on using picks with white backgrounds to even up the view and make it look more uniform. I would like to know if my pictures and titles are relevant. And I think I'm niched, but it's a broad one. And I have a category that is niched. Thrifty Gal Primitives, which I will eventually break off into another store with that. But I'm not ready yet. I would like a critique to make sure my titles and pictures are up to snuff. So I love it. I love the the um, information you gave me there about kind of where your your head's at with your store. So let me just say, I come to your store and I am hit with this gorgeous header. Really striking shows me this vintage collectible kind of feel. If I am a collectibles buyer, I know I am in the right spot, right? That is what that beautiful header does, right? Boom, you grab them. You tell them you're in the right place to shop. This is what you're going to find in this store. That is why it is so important to get this new store look and have that image up there. Now, the only other thing that uh, I would suggest you do up there is in there somewhere... Get your brand message of some sort. And and the brand message is like a one, two, three word kind of hook. Um, you see this all the time with companies. You know, what what you, I can rattle these off and, and my chat's gonna know these. What's Nike's brand message? What's um 
gosh, like they all have one and it's just a few words. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Exactly. And so um, I've got my Funsational Finds people. You guys remember what their brand message is now? Fun intended. You know, just something that hooks people in, tells them pretty much what you're all about and what they're going to experience in there. So come up with a little something and just add that up into that that header. I wouldn't, I, the picture is beautiful. It's re- it, it grabs me. All right. So then we come down here and you've got still this capability of putting some stuff here. And notice when you hit read more, this opens up into a whole thing. This again, branding, messaging, really niche to your customer. Not remember, niche isn't so much about the product as it is about who's shopping for that product. So this is where you talk to them. Pick that ideal customer and talk to them in this nice little paragraph that that eBay gives you to do that. So when I come down here, it looks like like the home decor, you know, decorative collectibles, that's like your main stuff. And that and that's one of the way for those of you who haven't really picked your niche yet, go look at your categories. Look where you tend to be listing the most because there's a reason for that. You're drawn to that type of stuff. It's, you know, it's comfortable for you, you know it. Usually you can look in there and see, oh, look, I'm you know, listing boatloads of home decor. Um, And then you can also likewise look and see, ah, you know what? I've only got one piece of women's clothing and one vintage toy. And and those are usually the things you can start getting out of there to start fine-tuning your niche. Um, So let's talk about your primitives for a minute because that's where I think you really nail it. I love... The idea of if you going with this niche, and I don't think you need a new store for this. I would stick with this store and I would play on the on the primitives because primitives can be so many different categories. Um, it can be, you know, for the kitchen. It can be country primitives. It can, you know, oh my gosh, all over the house and it falls into home decor. I mean, it's all in there and there's so many things that you can build off for that niche. And there's a huge amount of buyers for the primitives right now. That's a whole decorating style. And what I want to caution you and and everyone out there is that we have this thing about not wanting to let go of stuff. And I know I talk about this a lot, but it really, I, I'm, I'm guilty too. We look at niche and we go, Okay, I can do primitives, but then we don't want to let go of the other stuff. We just want to open a second store we don't, because we're afraid to let go of that other stuff that we've made an investment in. And we, you know, everybody else is saying, you know, this stuff is making me money. And you get scared to narrow in what can truly be your your bridge to the next level. That is. Getting really fine-tuned focused on a niche is, it's not closing a door of opportunity on stuff that you already have. It is opening huge doors because now everything becomes easier. You're focused. You're not spending your cash flow on things that aren't always driving the right customer to your store. That is the whole point of niche, you guys, is that every single thing that you list accentuates and is is 
telling people here, shop, everything in here is going to appeal to you and you're going to have trouble walking out of here without a, you know, a full cart full of stuff virtually. (laughs) Um, And I think, I want you guys to think when you walk into a store that just speaks to you, it called you from the window, you're walking by and you go, "Er, I got to go in this shop. And you go in that shop and you're already figuring out how much room you have on the credit card, right? Because you just love everything in there. And even what you don't buy is now on your wish list. And you're telling your family and friends, this is what you want for Christmas. We all have one of those shops. I know you do. Think of that in how you're building your store. Because you want to be that for your virtual customer. You want to be having them come here for one item And then going and seeing what else you have listed and going, oh, I want that and 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 I want that. Yes. And same like clothing, clothing sellers. And I'm just, this is a little, this doesn't have to do with Connie's store, but this is on that same topic is I buy a lot of clothes on eBay. And if a seller has their category set up by size and I can just go into my size I will sit there and shop and add things to my cart. If they don't and it's harder to shop, I lose interest a lot faster. I don't buy as much. But I'm telling you, really fine-tuning in on appealing to that ideal customer is the way to do it. And you can do that with the niche and then once they're in the store with the categories. Okay, so let's see. I have like all my notes. I want to make sure. Oh, I saw some $10 to $20 items in there and... That's the other thing I want to caution you. If you're holding on to things that don't perfectly fit your niche that are in that $10 to $20 range, really think about, is it worth it? Are those things like really serving your niche? Um, And if they're not, let them go. Let them go. Do a yard sales. Liquidate them. (laughs) Liquidate. That's what yard sale is, by the way, you guys our own personal little liquidation. So, um, but other than that, I think you are totally on the right track. I would love, love, love to see you key in on the primitives as your niche and, and build off of that and build your categories off of that and not open a second store. That would be my advice, Connie. And um, I think that's all, all I got for you today. So look forward to uh, some, some changes and some more talking about that. And When that happens, you start getting hot sales of the week. I know Scott's always singing over there. Doesn't like my funky disco 70s music. I almost bought a disco ball. Was this close. There was one at the auction. I bid on it. And then I got the stink eye from hubby. So I didn't. But that sucker was going to go up in my office. I'm telling you. All right. They're saying nice music over in the chat. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell him what you said. You're bad. You're bad, Scott. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, What a surprise. We have a hot sale from Matt, um, who is the the king of tearing apart lawnmowers and and I was going to say snowblowers. I don't think he's done snowblowers yet, uh, but uh, 
chainsaws and weed whackers and all stuff. So let me tell you about this item here that he has this week. This is from my most profitable mower ever. I've posted a number of things from this mower before. He does. He has he has what we call scores over on the Danny App Facebook group. Every single week, Matt's got a new score because he's really, really niched. Just saying. Uh, it was given to me as it had a bad transmission. So I took the engine off and put it on a zero turn that had a bad motor. I'm sure that's guy speak there. And that he bought for $100. He sold that mower for 1200 bucks. Then, yeah, then uh, he says, I've loaded up all of the remaining parts off of this mower, which I've sold over $400 worth of parts from. And this week, yep, there we go. There's my, there's my jackpot. Uh, and this week, he sold the wiring harness for $39.95. So that's why we give you the backstory. Yeah. We give you the backstory on Matt's uh I got scores, hot sales, scores, hot sales. Um, all good. Because looking at it on its own, you think $39.95, yeah, so what? But do the math, that's like $1,600 worth on something that he got for free. Love that. Love that. And, and he just does this all day long. And you can see he is also the anomaly in that he doesn't need to have nice white background pictures and all that. He's selling stuff to guys, okay? I'm just saying, guys don't care what that picture looks like. They just want to know that they're getting the part and the piece for their lawnmower or whatever that they need. And they trust him because he's the expert in that. He is the specialist. He knows exactly the words to use and what they need. Except he did leave out the second S in harness and still sold it. (laughs) Gotcha, Matt. (laughs) Well, that is, yeah, that is the beauty of the eBay search is they knew what, uh, what that was supposed to say. So they did fix that. But I'm telling you, Matt is killing it. He is killing it because he is niched. And last I talked to Matt, uh, he was on track to uh, quit the day job in January. I don't know. Is Matt with us in the chat? He's usually here on Thursdays. But he's probably not here on Monday morning because he's at the day job. There we go. So very nice job. So thrilled to see your business just growing and growing and growing, Matt. All right. This comes to us from Phil Charney, who says, back in the 90s, I purchased these. Let's get down to it here. I purchased a set of these. And when I started selling on eBay, I noticed they were selling for a lot of money because they had been discontinued. I no longer needed them, so I sold them. Since then, I watch for them at the thrift stores and grab them whenever I can. This lot sold within a week. His cost, 16 bucks for all of them. And it it took over six months to find them all. So it looks like he just waited until he, he had a grouping of them. And he said he prefers to list them in a grouping as it doesn't cost much more to ship all of them than one set. That's very interesting. Uh, so here you go. Corning Ware. French black covered casserole, and he's got three of them in there for a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Yeah, that's interesting. I would have. I think I would have been more apt to list them separately. Um, but that's a very, very good business model. Is knowing that you know 
time and shipping wise, it behooves you to just group them together and, and sell them that way and sell them quickly. So good job. And let's see. And Beth Kelly has a score. Hot sale. See, it's too close to Sunday. I was just doing scores yesterday. So this is a J. Crew gold wool silk metal pencil knee skirt size six. Looks very, very holiday-ish. I'm sure that's why it's sold. Uh, paid six bucks at the village discount. Sold for 60. Yes. Got to love that. Got to love that. So good job. Uh, come on over to the Danny App Facebook group where you can uh, turn in your scores. This sold because it's holiday time. It's, it is time to dress up and put your sparklies on. And J. Crew is a very good brand. So um, she had this one spot on. All right. I know this is the moment you guys have been waiting for. How about we play a little pick it or pass it? And we had quite a few entries. And what I didn't do, give me just a moment. Don't show my screen yet. It's going to be a surprise. It's only as good as, okay, wants me to sign in. Come on, you're killing me. Here, let's see if we can, hey, let's see if it comes up in search. That'll be good. All right. Ah, the internet. Live. All that good stuff. There. I know. You know, where's the, where's the Jeopardy music? Come on. That's not, that is so not Jeopardy. I can't afford Jeopardy. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll go with that. So let's see newly listed and see if mine comes up. It should be indexed because I listed it. Yay, there it is. All right. So there's the answer. <laughs> I did pick it. Uh, it was, well, I guess we don't really need the picture because I have it right here. And I have it right here because we're going to draw the name out of it this week. Uh, this is Texas wear. And, but you might want to show the picture if you if you have that pulled up just to show like what it just looked like sitting there on the shelf. Didn't really look like anything special stuck in there with the housewares. And uh, but if you know Texas wear, you know the look. This is Texas wear confetti. It is Melmac, basically plastic. Uh, really, really popular and collectible still. So yes, I picked it. And you can see there it's listed for fifty nine ninety five. So let me see who we got here. All right. So uh, the way it works is if you guessed what the item was, like if you told me it was the Texas Ware confetti bowl, um, you're going to get an entry. And if you also told me that it was picked, you get another entry. So two chances to win. And some of you are not telling whether I picked it or passed it. So don't lose that opportunity. Um, Marina Montenegro got two entries. Nancy Gordon, you're in for two entries. We got a lot of entries this week, so I got to go fast here. Sandy Gregorich got two entries. Oopsie, I did it. Sorry. 
Every time I do that, poor Scott's ears get blown out over there on the uh, controls. Let me make sure I'm not losing anybody. So, uh, Connie Talenda, you guessed what it was, but you didn't say what I did with it. Linda Gonzalez, you didn't guess whether I picked or passed, but you still guessed what it was. Sharon Plinus, mm, you said bull. I needed a little bit more to give you the second entry, but you did say that I picked it. So we got you in there for that one. We got Suzanne Phillips said I passed it. And as you can see, uh, it's a it's take out about $10 for shipping. And that's still a $50 bill for my $5 purchase. Diana didn't give me a last name, a state sales store. But Diana, you got it right and guessed that I picked it. And Marie Marciano guessed it right, guessed that I picked it. Marie Rivers got two entries. Christina Lakin got two entries. And Christina, by the way, has just sold two very, very high-priced items that she scored by being out on a day with Danny. And uh, I'm going to Ohio and Atlanta this week, and there is still time to get in on that. Go to daywithdanny.com. Karina Plow didn't guess whether I picked it or passed it, but she did say what it was. Joanne Smith said I passed it, but no, Joanne, here it is right here in front of me. I picked it. Uh, Katerina, Katerina, I don't know how to say your last name, so I'll just say Katerina C. Uh, she said I passed it. I did not, but see, here's the cool thing. You knew what it was. You still get into the bowl. Lisa Hensley, she knows me all too well, knows that I absolutely picked it. Carol Hearn, guessed that it uh, was picked and that it was a Texas, Texas Ware confetti bowl. Kim Albin said, I passed it, but she knew it was Texas Ware. Ron Fristo said, I passed it, but he knew it was Texas Ware. Doba Smith said, I passed it. Some of you guys, yeah, I tricked you on this one. Tricked you. The key here was that it was only five bucks and Connie Talenda. Uh, the key here is that it was only five bucks. Had it been more expensive, it's all about the margins. So, you know, a, a $50, $60 item, I'm not going to pay much more than five bucks for. So there's a little clue for future weeks. All right. And the winner is Diana from Estate Sales Store. And yay. And uh, Diana, what can you win? You can choose. Yes, thank you. Where's the symbol crash at the end? I feel like we got ripped off there. <laughs> okay, so we have t-shirts. We have the I Got Nitchy watching the Niche to Profit show on the Vegas Video Network, right? So if your choice is the t-shirt, you need to let me know what size you want me to send you. Or you can pick the Nifty Niche to Profit duffel bag. Or I still got a couple of the coveted Minion tote bags. So you need to send your choice of your win to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com let me know what you would like me to send you 
computers asking me if I want to download Windows 10. Not in this lifetime. No, not doing it. <laughs> All right. This week's item. Here are your clues. First clue is the company who makes it has a girly girl name. Second clue, the pattern is one of my favorite bulbs. No bones about it. And number three, priced at just $2. Not so depressing. Send your answers to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Remember two things you need to send. You need to identify what it is and whether I picked it or passed it. So you can get two entries, or at least you have a chance, a very good chance. Minimally, if you don't know what it is, you still have a 50-50 chance of being right on the picket or pass it. I'm just saying. So go ahead and send in your entries for that. And I got something special for you guys. A little something special. You hear me talk a lot about the Danny App Academy. And uh, it's getting ready to change names here. My appsters don't even know this yet. So you're getting, this is, this is an announcement. You guys are hearing it here first. But the URL is already in place. You can join by going to onlinesellingschool.com. And uh, what we have for you there is a uh, free week. If you would like to come in, poke your head around, see what we do in there. Talk to the other appsters over on our very private secret Facebook group. Um, get your questions answered. You also, when for store reviews and things that I, if an appster wants theirs done, they get first dibs. Uh, got some perks over there. Uh, use the code SHOW7, S-H-O-W-7, SHOW7. You get a free one-week trial. And after that, it's 10 bucks a month, you guys. 10 bucks a month to get information that is going to up your sales, up your prices and your profits, and help you get more niched. So we'll see you over there. And with that, we have come to the end of another show. But never fear, there's replays everywhere. Some of those places are iTunes. And yeah, and please leave us a five-star review. Please. We like those. Scott really likes those. Uh, and you can also find us on not just the Danny app YouTube channel, but the Vegas Video Network YouTube channel as well. And he actually gets his uploaded there a lot faster than I get mine uploaded. So if you're impatient, go there first. Uh, and you can also find us on Roku, Stitcher, TuneIn, Chromecast, Apple TV, Google TV, Fire TV, and of course, the Vegas Video Network. Yeah. And that is Scott's favorite. <laughs> now, honestly, you guys, uh, we got, we have 30 shows in there now. So if you missed one, uh, we have information in every one of those that can help your business. So go back, watch some of those replays, share it with a friend. Don't be stingy. Pass it around. We love that too. And with that, everyone, go be profitable and make it fun. 